Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. This is episode 50 of the Matt Belair podcast with Ronnie Landis. I am so stoked to be hitting this benchmark. I've had so many incredible guests. I'm so happy that Ronnie is number 50. He's a kindred spirit. He is a lifelong martial artist. Um, he's a speaker, a coach, a trainer. And when we when we spoke, he was actually in Sedona writing his first book, I believe. Um, and he, he was a really incredible guest. So I'm super, super excited that he is number 50. And uh, I'm super excited I've made it this far. So grateful for everybody who's come along this ride and experienced all these incredible guests that have come on, that have shared their stories, their wisdom, um, their personalities and um, just truly amazing people with uh, amazing intentions and, and information. So in this episode, Ronnie really gives an amazing download. Uh, he's he's really focused a lot on nutrition and health and, and definitely tackles it in a way that, uh, you know, when you're a martial artist, you relate to other martial artists and we kind of tackle and think about ways a little our things and problems a little bit differently than the average folks. So the way that he's gone into nutrition, um, I can see what he's done and he's really an expert in that field. He's really an expert in wellness. So we go into a, a lot of different things. We talk about reawakening to your brilliance, uh, the principle of subtraction by addition, uh, avoiding the pattern of mediocrity, uh, upgrading your water, the importance of water. And um, this actually came three podcasts in a row that you'll see coming up, but really understanding that you have to get off tap water 100%, get well water. Uh, there's fluoride in the water, which is absurd. You have to stop drinking that. So uh, really, really important. Uh, we talk about uh, – he brings up some interesting names that I've never heard before. Uh, Victor Schwaberger, he's the water wizard, um, just talking about how water encodes itself to energy. And uh, what else do we talk about? Uh, we talk about the two root causes of disease, uh, the body running on light frequencies. We talk about sun gazing, activating your intuition. So there's a ton of stuff in this podcast. It's really practical, tons of information. Uh, Ronnie's a true gem. I really enjoyed talking to him and we've stayed in contact since. So um, he's still learning, he's still growing, and he's putting out a lot of really fantastic information. I definitely want to thank my sponsor, Organifi.com. It's an incredible product, something that I use all the time. And when you use the checkout code zen z-e-n you get 20 percent off their incredible line of products they're coming out with a vegan protein now which i'm stoked to just have and use um, all the time when i'm when i'm uh, out uh, using the gym because i'm i'm definitely on a strict vegetarian diet these days so that really helps and also just having uh, the 12 superfoods in in the mix it's something that really gives me a boost of energy I, I really like the product so i'm super stoked that they sponsored me and i'm really grateful for their support so uh, for those of you who've tried it so far really great results um and yeah it's, it's really simple and powerful product it's they've just taken a bunch of superfoods 
put them in a mix that actually tastes good. So uh, it's 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 very beneficial to have uh, when you're trying to upgrade your health and upgrade your diet. Um, what else? Oh, go to um, mattbelair.com. My site got hacked, which is a real big bummer. So if you're um, listening to this, it might be up. It should be up soon. I don't really know how that stuff works, but um, it'll be up soon. And uh, go check up and sign up for the email list. You can keep up to date on all the uh, podcasts and episodes and things like that. And um, definitely send a picture of me on social media on instagram or twitter or facebook or whatever let me know where you're watching i love receiving all those um you know tell me one thing you learned in the podcast or where you're watching from or all that kind of stuff uh always love seeing where you guys are watching the podcast from and i think that wraps it up thank you guys so much for making it to episode 50 for me it was definitely a benchmark when i started this to get here so i'm super grateful to be here grateful for all my guests grateful for everybody who has uh listened and and come on this journey with me so Blasting out tons of love your way and enjoy this amazing episode with Ronnie Landis. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. Today's guest is a lifelong martial artist, author, podcast host, and nutritional expert. He's an expert on body optimization and has held countless workshops and retreats designed to help you enhance our people, enhance their human experience. He is a very interesting guy. I really enjoyed looking him up. Uh, I came across him at the Awaken Festival, and it's been really a pleasure to look at his work and see everything he's done. So I am super stoked to introduce Ronnie Landis. What's up, brother? Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. Stoked you're here, and it looks like you're just down the road. I'm over at Arcosanti, and and you're you're just outside of Sedona at the at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm just about 30 minutes outside of Sedona, and yeah, what a great synchronicity, right? Yeah, super close, man. You have to drop by Arco before before you head back if you can. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that lines up. I feel like synchronicity is what guides my life at this point. So uh, just the fact that we're the timing of this conversation, I'm usually in San Diego if I'm not somewhere else in the world. I just happen to be in Sedona, Arizona, and uh, here we are. Yeah, totally. I know. So it's it's so random. Like r- random is synchronicity. It's like when the randomness just keeps lining up, which happens in my life quite a bit, and mm-hmm. there's like. Well, I guess we're just going to hang out. There's, it's funny, actually, there's a guy I met at Gem and Jam and, and we were sitting having tea and we saw each other and we, we really liked each other. I was like, man, you're awesome. And then he ended up coming to Arco Santi yesterday. And we're like, do I know you? And so it's weird. Like, even if you don't capitalize on it right away, like it's just going to happen again. So you may as well mm-hmm. just surrender to it. Yeah, I feel like randomness, there's a, there's a perfection to it there's a there's a interwoven kind of perfection and and uh synergy to it and that to me has been the most accurate way for me to guide my life and to to kind of see uh just all the miracles that are available to us when we let go of control and we just go with our heart's guidance system and that that can be easier for some than others to tap into however that's pretty much the core of my work at on a fundamental level is actually um getting into the sensitivities of our body so we can actually feel what's going on and then from the sensitivity level we're able to make more sensible 
choices because now we have a level of sensibility that's not insulated with all kinds of gunk and, and the body is not filled up with all kinds of junk and insulation. We can actually feel our heart calling us. And uh, yeah, the synchronicity thing is amazing. Maybe one day I'll write a book on synchronicities. It always makes its way into everything I do because I think it's just a fundamental aspect of reality and co-creating our reality. Yeah, man, I totally, I totally dig all that and, and hundred percent agree. So you're out, um, in Sedona or Sedona area where you are right now writing a book, uh, you've written two already. Do you want to give the audience a little, just a background on, you know, your story because I have reading it as like, man, so similar to mine, the inspiration and, and background. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And that just really means that I've spent a long time in martial arts. I, about 26 years of my life have been devoted to the practice of various different martial arts. I was raised as a martial artist. So from the age of four years old, the very first memory that I have, conscious memory that I have is of a movie called Enter the Dragon. Right. And that's the famous classic Bruce Lee movie that he left us before he departed from the planet. And when I saw that movie, I was I was encoded with this message of a superhero. So now in our kind of niche, we hear about the term superhero, superhero training, Jedi training, all that kind of cool stuff. That was something I was aware of from a very, very early age. I just didn't have a lot of references other than like the Star Wars movies and, and stuff like that to really actually understand that there was an archetype that was being revealed to me. And I really took that on. And so through the course of my life, I've been an athlete. I've been a martial artist. I competed professionally, um, semi-professionally in both basketball and Taekwondo. I had a Taekwondo school. I actually thought that um, being an Olympic Taekwondo competitor and, and, and being an athlete was my dharma. And uh, obviously for, for the first chapter of my life, the first quarter of my life, that was true. And I thought that was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And then when I was 19, I had my first knee injury. And so that, that kind of took me, kind of sidelined me a little bit and caused me to have to look at the mechanics of my body and start to understand that if I was going to achieve my dream of being an Olympic athlete, I had to make some adjustments to my lifestyle. And that's when I slowly awoke to the reality of natural nutrition, of getting more rest and relaxation. I couldn't overtrain as much because that was actually what got me in trouble in the first place was too much training, which now I see came from a little bit of fear that I wasn't good enough, um, which can be it can be a positive and a not so positive thing um, in the right balance. But for me, it just went a little extreme. So I had to take that time to really meditate more on my life path and, and was this really what I wanted to do with my life? And the answer at the time was yes. So I got so serious about my nutrition. I started getting into like organic food and like organic like dairy products and grass-fed meat products to get started. And then eventually, a couple of years later, I got into raw living foods and I got into green vegetable juicing and I got into superfoods and vegetarian and vegan nutrition. And that took my game from here to, I mean, it, it radically sorted me out on a level that 
I can only call now just just a grace of God, really. Like what it did for my life is that it literally detoxed me physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to the point where my entire life path shifted over a course of a few years from being very close to achieving my dream to completely detouring me um, completely as an athlete to becoming a public orator, a public speaker for a message that at the time I felt needed more messengers and people that have the passion and the tenacity and a level of fearlessness to go out there and really champion um, you know, a lot of it was to champion the voice for like animals, for example, like the the voiceless out there, you know, the the uh, how do they say in the the um, the Hindu culture, the um, uh, what's that term? It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, you know, those that are that are kind of put to the side of society, um, the untouchables, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, like the factory farm animals like, oh, no, we don't see that, you know, that doesn't exist. Um, but it does exist. And I was I was shown that. And, and that was one of the things that kind of started awakening my heart to the compassionate type of diet. Um, and that's kind of what started to awaken my spiritual journey. I had always been on a spiritual kind of quest, but it was more from an Eastern philosophical kind of Bushido Buddhist kind of understanding of Eastern spirituality and martial arts and meditation. But then this is when I, when I had a visceral cellular activation of a much more powerful archetype of a superhero or what we might associate as a Jedi Knight. It's like, but the morals of it, not just like the, the kind of like wielding a sword or something. And I grew up with, with kind of the samurai understanding and i and like a katana sword to me is like second nature it's, it feels like an extension of my body you know um but it was more of like the the principles of bushido honor respect virtue humility chivalry and 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 also again being a voice for those that don't have a voice and that's kind of what got me into it and then i found myself obsessively studying nutrition and i realized at some point that I need to take this from my own personal study and and actually activate my potential to be one of the world's greatest nutritionists. And that that just was what was real for me. Like I for me, I find, um, you know, a lot of people uh, used to tell me like, wow, you just like have these outlandish, almost unrealistic goals. And I thought to myself, I was like, yeah. And for me personally, the reason why I have these seemingly unrealistic or just like insanely huge goals is because I needed something that was so far away from where I was in order to push me and expand me enough to become something different than I had ever been. I think that's just part of my journey. I think that's probably true for you. It's probably true for a lot of us that are listening to something like this is that we have this seed of genius inside of us and we have been surrounded by a culture of mediocrity and a culture of death, essentially, which we've, we've been, we've been, this mediocre, this mediocrity message has been imposed upon us. And a lot of us are just reawakening to our brilliance. And that brilliance actually requires like the fertile soil and to take care of that soil in order for those seeds of genius to sprout. And so for me, having these these goals, having this mantra, there's something that I repeat 10,000 times inside of myself until it becomes real inside my body is like, yeah, I'm going to be the greatest nutritionist on the planet. 
I, I, you know, it doesn't, I don't care about that. It's just something at the time that got me going. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be an Olympic athlete. That's something I have something to shoot for whether I achieve that or not, which I, I didn't, but in the way that I lived my life, I lived my life like a, like a monastic athlete, you know, like I was in the, I was in the dojo, I was in the gym three times a day. I lived it, breathed it, ate it. So from that level, I was it. And that's a big thing that I want to, I want to share with people, whatever platform or message I'm able to share with people is that instead of trying to get things, it's really powerful when we can become the energetic container or the magnetic force for the experience of the thing that we want. And I think that's really my underlining message with nutrition is that there is a type of nutrition and lifestyle strategy unique to our biological blueprint that makes us more conductive, that makes us more of an electromagnetic pulsing generator that actually makes manifestation just a lot easier and more fun and entertaining. Awesome, man. It's an epic download. Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you're, you're coming from the martial arts background. And for me, you know, the inspiration for writings an athlete is to take what all the things that I learned from martial arts, from being a lifelong martial artist as well, from studying Bruce Lee. And when you apply that to anything, whether you want to be a nutritionist, you're just going to be the best nutritionist because that's the mindset you have. And it's not about being better than anyone else. It's being the best version of you, what you're capable of, not selling yourself short, right? And like you said, you know, you might not um, be the Olympic athlete. And that's kind of what I say in, in the book too. It's so funny. Um, it's like, you got to be whole, happy, harmonious and not win the NBA championship and miss the game winning shot. And yeah. but what you're doing is you're striving for your own greatness for what you know, intrinsically within you is, is, is what you're capable of. And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you're basically owning up to your own power and you're living in it mm -hmm. and you have a system to achieve these things. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really like you, you're talking about, you know, your, your real awakening or, or deepening anyway, you know, from the martial artist masculine side, it is like, okay, um, you know, yeah, I get the nunchucks and you're super cool and you have this kind of power. But if you look at a Jedi or Bruce Lee or the philosophy, it is to embody that spirit of it. You know, it's, it's not, you know, uh, I've been saying recently because it's, it was such a great analogy that a lot of people in spirituality and wellness have white belts, um, but they're acting like black belts. And there's nothing wrong with be, having a white belt. We're stoked that you want to do martial arts. And when I see somebody who has just so much more work, whether it's in martial arts or spirituality or yoga or consciousness or science, I am excited to learn. And I, but, but I honor where I am. And I, and I can see where I'm going and, and I'm aiming for the blackest of black belts. I'm aiming for the best version of me because that's all I can do. So when you, when you made that transition to really embodying it um, and, and having that cellular activation, I really, I don't know too much about food. So I'm definitely like, if a white belt in food, um, mm -hmm. but I have like a little bit of information and I eat, you know, pretty clean vegetarian diet. Um, in no way do I really know what the hell I'm doing. But <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree that there's whenever I'm coaching someone, I'm like, your diet has to be the first thing you need to manage because right. food is intelligence. And mm -hmm. so you spend a lot of time looking at food. What are some 
things that you can share with me in the audience that are, you know, maybe big common misconceptions, things to take out, things to add, or just mm. wisdom. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's a number of directions we could go. I think the, the, the first thing from a common sense perspective is to just like, to, to look at, you know, sometimes we can get so focused on taking things out that we don't really know what to replace it with. So we kind of get into this place where our options become very minimal and then people end up yo-yoing back, right? If it's not like a fundamental shift in their being. There's a great principle that I love called subtraction by addition. And what this principle teaches us is that in order to subtract something from our life, we have to include something first. So it's this idea of of substituting something of a higher nature for something of a lower nature. So whatever the habit patterns in our life are that we know when we're clear with ourselves and we're honest, we know it's not serving us, right? We know that that big greasy cheeseburger or fries or soda or tap water, whatever, we know on a fundamental cellular level that that's not serving us, but we're just so familiar with it that we just get hooked into these patterns of mediocrity. And so what we really want to do is start upgrading the operating system, which is our body, we want to upgrade all the choices we're making. So for example, if somebody is drinking tap water, for example, what I would say is that you need to upgrade to bottled glass water or upgrade to uh, my personal preference is spring water. There's a great company that will serve everybody in the U.S. called Mountain Valley Spring Water. You can easily go to mountainvalleyspringwater.com and they will ship you. They'll auto ship you as much spring water in glass jars as you want. There's also another great company called Castle Rock. Which comes from uh, which comes from Mount Shasta. I've actually gone to that Mount Shasta spring, which feeds the whole the whole village, if you will, the whole town. Most of them go to that spring, and there's no and it's pure abundance. Like the spring is omnipresent; it's constantly gushing out water, whether you drink from it or not. It's just constantly going. And that that Castle Rock um, bottles all that water up and then serves it to people nationwide. And so, and you may go to Whole Foods or something and notice that you, you find either Castle Rock or Mountain Valley Spring Water. Those are great upgrades to get started with. And those upgrades, by the way, will change somebody's life. When somebody upgrades their water quality and they go from drinking maybe one glass of water in the morning and then drinking coffee or tea or whatever they do, drinking one liter of pure water in the morning first thing. That's the most powerful thing I've seen over the years to completely shift somebody's whole biology to start purging out all the toxins and and metabolites of all the food that they've eaten from days passed on that gets stuck in the body that creates brain fog and, and inflammation and acidosis and all this stuff. That one liter of water in the morning will radically change somebody's life. That's a good example of just including something that will naturally push out the lower vibration uh, habit, if you will. Another great one is including one superfood smoothie every single day. That could be like a green smoothie. That could be like a, a blueberry, raspberry, blackberry-based smoothie with coconut water and raw cacao powder and 
what else is really amazing? Like hemp protein powder, you know, putting chia seeds in there as a thickening agent, which is a complete protein, essential fatty acids, great source of fiber. I mean, just something like that will change somebody's entire um, experience of nourishing themselves. One of the big issues in our world is that people just aren't nourished. You know, we, we basically have been surviving on a nutritional holocaust our entire life, which is amazing that we're all still alive. I mean, you know, when I think about all the I, I've been in probably an entrepreneur my whole life in some way, I've been a little bit of a hustler. So I used to in junior high, I used to have like a whole uh, locker um, a locker full of like airheads. And, and I used to go, I, I actually used to sneak into the, the, um, whatever that thing was called the cafeteria to go s- steal like it's it's and airheads and, and pop tarts or what. I don't remember like liquor, those little liquor, red licorice. And then I'd resell it out of my, my uh, locker, you know, crazy weird stuff like that. Um, you know, so I was a junk, junk foodaholic, just like anybody else, you know, um, well, so I'm amazed that I'm still alive, but the beauty of that is actually realizing that our human instrument, our human body is extremely adaptable and whatever illness, whatever degenerative issue, whatever neurosis somebody is suffering from, there's always a silver lining. If you, if you put your attention on your intention, I find, and if somebody's intention is to heal themselves, if somebody's intention is to feel more vital life force energy in their body, then the solutions will start to reveal themselves. And then really the beauty is all you have to do is just start doing one thing after another. You don't have to do everything all at once, but you just add in one thing after another. And then it just has this miraculous effect on your entire life. That's amazing, bro. There's, there's so many great examples in there. Uh, the one that I really want to touch on, because this is something that I personally uh, am very passionate about, is just water. Water, I think, you know, we're, what, 80, 88, 86, we're a bunch of water. Something like that. We're mostly water, yeah. We're mostly water. And everything that I've ever read is like water is just the key. And one of the things that I've been doing for quite some time is I actually program my water. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that you're familiar with the Masamoto experiment. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So if anybody out there isn't familiar, um, this Japanese scientist, he was, he was doing uh, experiments on the water and sometimes just writing the word love or fear on the water and sometimes speaking it into the water and love would, would freeze and it would be just this beautiful pattern and fear and hate. They would freeze in these kind of, uh, kind of messed up patterns. You know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't symmetrical and things like that. So I was wondering if, if you had any like insights just in, into, you know, convincing people how important it is. You know, I, I'm a firm believer, like whenever I can get good water, I'm all about it. It's challenging when I travel a lot, but that's my number one is, I just want to dose myself with the best water I can get. And I know that's the smartest thing that I can do. Sure. I mean, water is, water is the biggest topic. It's We don't fully, in the scientific community, fully, fully understand everything about water. There's a lot of people that think they got the whole handle on it. What we know is that water is the most powerful energetic storage device that's ever been that's ever been studied one according to the great water wizard victor schauberger um there's a great book a great kind of transcribed book on his work 
um, called the Water Wizard. And he was a great Austrian water wizard from the late 1800s. He was a great scientist. And what he observed was that he went into nature and observed the pattern of water and noticed that water doesn't sit still or static. It moves in a toroidal um, uh, uh, direction, meaning in a vortex-like direction. And that's actually how you structure your water, by the way. If you have like reverse osmosis water or deionized water or um, or distilled water or something, one of these things that we call like dead water or informationless water because it's been so filtered, it's basically like empty water. You, you vortex that, meaning you spin it. And then it starts to restructure and come back a little bit alive. You put a little bit of sea salt in there, too, to remineralize it and basically to reinform it so it can actually properly hydrate you. So Victor Schauberger, you know, his information on water is, is really like paramount, is really the foundation for so much of what we understand about it. But there's a great quote that came out of that book. I included it in my upcoming book, The Inner Alchemy Youthening Program, which I'm here finishing up right now. And basically what he said is that one drop of spring water has more energy inside of it than a nuclear reactor. Now, that's just an incredible statement. I mean, you can't even wrap your head around that statement. It makes no sense whatsoever. However, that does appear to be the case. So when you have water that is going through a municipal piping system and it's basically being recycled over and over, all the water that's going into the, the toilet, which, which basically now we know has pretty much every single chemical that's ever been discovered, over 77,000 identifiable chemicals, including pharmaceutical runoff, chemotherapy runoff, radiation, um, pharmaceutical drugs, street drugs, and the number one contaminant is used toilet paper. And that's all coming out of the tap. So when you think about, when you think about the water's environment that it's incubating in, water not only will encode itself with the, the I guess you could say the energy or the information of the environment that it incubates in, but it's also it's a solvent. So it's dissolving certain elements or particulates of anything that it sits in for too long. So this is a very important principle to understand is that whenever you get water, you always want to get it out of glass because plastic will dissolve. The particulates in plastic um, will dissolve into that water, especially if you go to like Whole Foods or something and you have plastic water that's being beaten down by LED lighting, it's basically being cooked. And when you drink that water, we always notice there's like this plastic undertone to it, right? Well, that's not plastic stevia. That's actually like real plastic, microplastic plastic particulates. Um, and that's a whole nother subject on what plastic does to the body and the endocrine system. But I just want to, I just want to kind of drop that that nugget on people. So they get it in their head. They're like, Oh, okay, wait a minute. So we need to get off tap water. We need to get off plastic. And then once you get that in your consciousness, once you've heard that you can't unhear it. Now it's stuck there. Now, you know, okay, come hell or high water, pun intended. I'm going to go to glass. And then there's all kinds of other options. There's a great website. If people are curious about finding real springs and having a spring water experience, 
There's a great website called findaspring.com that documents all the major springs all over the world, all over the U.S., from other wild spring water hunters. And that's something that was given to me um, many, many years ago on my journey. And that's something that changed my entire life. I, I feel like um, wild spring water hunting was actually the most powerful thing that ever changed my life. Because from the moment I put my, my glass jug underneath the spout, we call a spring, the womb of the earth, and I drank that water for the first time, it revitalized me on a very deep level. I would even say there's spiritual connotations that were kind of given to me. And it's the most direct access that we have to nature to actually cellularly communicating or taking on the energy of nature because that water has been incubating in an underground aquifer for hundreds to thousands, potentially even more years. And that's the first time it actually sees the light of day. Amazing, brother. Heck yeah, dude. You, you answered that as epically as I could have hoped for. Uh, I, I 100% agree. And I hope that everyone's hearing, like, start with the get off tap water and plastic right effing now. If you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to us talk to you, you're talking to yourself, I will beat you down if I see you in public. And I know that you are listening to my podcast and, I, and you're drinking it, if you can help it, especially if you have a family and things like that. Like when I lived in Vernon, the first thing that I had was just those big jugs and I got a, a alkalized water, you know, just get the best water you can. It's so simple. It's so fundamental. Just like, just imagine drinking gasoline. Like that's, but you, yeah. there, there's a monumental difference that your mind and body need to recognize between tap water and all the, the crap that's in it and proper spring water. So I 100% agree. And I'm glad that you really doubled down on, on the information. And I was actually recently talking to um, this uh, native storyteller. He's going to come on the podcast and he has a 289 year lineage, I believe with the Mi'kmaq nation. Uh, and he, he is, he has some interesting stories and his job is to bring these stories to the white man, essentially. Um, and they've, they've never been shared before. And he, and I was talking to him and I'm like, okay, like what's one of the most important, this was today actually. And he goes, what's, I was like, what's the most important thing that I need to know? And he's like, water. He's like, you have everything that you need to transform yourself. And this is why I asked you to go a little bit deeper because this is what I heard from him. And I've always heard this. He's like, water has all the transformational properties. If you can really tune in to the energy and to the spirit of water, um, you can transform yourself and you're literally transforming your cells, your DNA, your, who you are on a cellular level. So, you know, just hammer that home a little bit more. If that's yeah. all you get from this podcast today, yeah. I'll be stoked. If you actually integrate the darn information, um, just like kind of a psychedelic or ayahuasca or any kind of experience, or even going to, you know, a seminar on fitness or, or nutrition, you can learn all that stuff, but you got to implement it. You got to make the choice now and there's no better time than now. And interesting to know with your mind screwing you over is if you wait a day, then you're going to justify waiting another day. And then all of a sudden it's two months or three months and you need to hear it again. So just do it today and get it over with. Um, so that's the end of my rant. To, to kind of like, I, think, I think there's another really important point to add on to this is that tap water is not actually water. It's, it's like a toxic mimic is what they call it. Um, it's where there's toxins that mimic a natural substance. So basically what, tox, what tap water is, it's a toxic imposter. It's not actually water. It's so, it's so toxified, basically, 
where it mimics what water looks like and kind of the feel of it, the viscosity of it, but it's not water. It's actually an illusion. That's how I want to say it. It's literally an illusion in the hologram of reality. And, and it, it keeps you, if you, if people, when people are on t- tap water consciousness, it actually keeps you locked into the illusion. And, and what the freedom activation process is, and a part of my work in the nutrition field is helping to activate us at the cellular biological level and the nervous system level and the hormonal level where you really, all that personal development work and all the spiritual information and all that stuff that we spend so much time working on mentally and emotionally, that can be fast-tracked very quickly. The, the acceleration of learning can be fast-tracked very quickly when we start to shift over our fuel supply. And I've just seen miracle after miracle after miracle happen just from this perspective. The other thing I just wanted to say is that in addition to getting onto the right kind of water, we also want to think about consuming more water-rich food. That's the, the food we eat can dehydrate us. And the number one root cause of every single, it's actually two things. There's two root causes of every single mal mal or abnormality or disease um issue which is demineralization most of the food that we eat has no minerals in it or it has like four minerals it's nitrogen potassium phosphorus and and hydrogen which is like mpk it's artificial fertilizer and that's just what scientists figured out that we can get away with with growing like hybridized corn and, and genetically modified wheat and soy and, and factory farm animals. That's basically what we're getting for minerals. But the human body actually runs on like 90 minerals. And minerals are basically like frequencies. They're, they're like light frequencies. They basically help us become more conductive, right? So that's one. But then it's also dehydration. Every single, if you look at this, I don't want to go too into deep into like the, the scientific nuances, but really if you look at our cells, our cell bags, and there's like 10 layers of water molecules that surround our cells. And so as we become more dehydrated, those layers of water molecules that basically keep the system lubricated and hydrated, they start to dry out and dehydrate. And once it gets to the actual cell, it basically starts to dry it out until the cell doesn't function anymore. And this can take a long long time. But once it happens, it's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back, if that makes sense. So sometimes people are on a standard American diet for 20, 30, 40 years, and they don't see really any big difference from what they're used to. But then there's that point where, one day, somebody ages like 10 years. I mean, we've all seen it in some way, whether it's our parents, our grandparents, the per- people we grew up with in school, maybe people listening to this are in that situation now where like they, they're, they're having like menopausal issues and just happens out of nowhere or hormone issues or whatever the case is. So the point I'm driving is that these things can take time, but if we start to actually take care of ourselves and develop our own health assurance pol- policy and not be dependent on the health insurance kind of scams out there, then we can actually we can actually you know get ourselves in a place where you know getting sick, for example, becomes virtually impossible. 
you know, with the right strategy. So I just want to, I just want to add in that part about water rich food because the food we eat should also have a certain amount of water in it too. And that's where raw living foods and green vegetable juicing comes into play big time. That's incredible, man. I definitely, I, I love the answer. What it makes me think of it. I like the way that you're referring to it and, it, and it's, you know, allowing me to know for sure, you know, what you're talking about on a very deep level because you're talking about it in terms of light. Um, and I think that I'll get you to speak on this, but if what we're ingesting, people need to understand, like, you know, the body is your temple. The body is what's locking you into this reality. Your body is affecting your mind and how it operates and what your, what your body is, is eating is keeping you to frequency levels, is keeping you to awareness, is keeping you to an energy level. So if you can reframe how you think about what your body and what you're putting into it. Like you wouldn't go grab CLR and drink it, but you're not understanding that most of the crap you put in your mouth is that even the stuff you think is healthy is probably not healthy. If you're getting it out of a window, if you're buying it from somebody else, and even if you're getting it from a grocery store and you're not getting it from the right spot. So it's really important to educate yourself really deeply on, on the stuff we're talking. So I guess I wanted to ask you to speak on it on a deep level of like how you would reframe our body as like when you're talking about like energies and frequencies and and exactly what you're talking about is magnetizing because we're actually we want to bring these things in but we're repelling them we're kind of it's kind of like i'm kind of getting like a little bit an example like let's say we're flowers and we need to absorb and attract the sunlight but what Mm -hmm. we're eating is calcifying our outer skin so we're not allowed to we can't get the sunlight so we can't expand and grow because we, we need to magnetize and then alkalize ourselves. So maybe you could touch on like the, the framing of, of that whole rant. Cause when I'm sure, no, that that's epic. And there's a really important term, which is calcifying our, our bodies are calcified, meaning that our bodies have taken on a whole ton of inorganic calcium sedimentary matter. That's basically like sand in the gears of our body and our nervous system and our organs so like kidney stones, cataracts, arthritic conditions, osteoporotic conditions, osteoporosis, bone density issues, inflammation of all kinds has to do with this thing called calcification. And that's a whole long subject in of itself, but it's basically a byproduct of the standard American lifestyle and of tap water and of animal products and all that kind of stuff. It's basically when our, our body becomes very brittle, and it's, it's, a, it's accelerated aging. So when our body starts to break down and we're gravitationally pulled downward from the pressure of the gravitational field and we don't have enough levity in our body, meaning we don't have juiciness in our tissues, we don't have buoyancy, you know, like when a baby is born, it's buoyant, it's happy, it's levitative. It has levitative qualities, which is another way of saying it's, it's neotenized or it's brand new, right? It's youthful, all kinds of interesting ways to to frame that. But it's basically we're trying to renew ourselves spiritually. Well, a big part of that is renewing the physical uh, avatar, which is our body, right? The thing that our soul is carted around in in this physical experience. So we want to renew ourselves, And a lot of that has to do with decalcifying ourselves which is something I talk about a lot in my books and my programs and a lot of my lectures and stuff. Um, So from the perspective of the body being run on light frequencies, there was a great physicist by the name of Fritz Albert Popp. 
And Fritz Albert Pop, really, he was the one who pioneered this theory, which which I which I'm pretty sure is is like a fact now. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was a fact, but now science takes about materialistic science takes about a hundred years to catch up to anything. So his whole thing was that within every single cell of every single living organism is basically being run on light frequencies called biophotons, biological light is what that means. And so our cells actually store light frequencies that are transmitted from the heliosphere, aka the, the, the sun. Right. And so this is why it's so important that we actually get sunlight. And we have this whole fear campaign from the dermatological and, and the skin care industry and the cancer industry that you don't want any sun because it's going to cause skin cancer. Right. When we actually look at the evidence, not only is that total nonsense and doesn't match up to any real science. But it actually appears to be what you're putting on your skin that's baking underneath the beacon of light called the sun that actually appears to be, you know, causing chemical reactions on top of the the skin and in the body. And your skin's your largest detox organ in the body, right? So the basic idea is that we actually need to actually get more bare skin contact with the photons of the sun to activate our genetic genius. And I want to say it that way, too. This is a, like the, the languaging around this is something I'm very specific about because it triggers certain nuances in our archetypical brain. These people on a deep, like, aboriginal, indigenous kind of level, we get this. But we've been so conditioned by, like, by domesticated society that we almost we're, – we're, we're, we're not even sure what to eat. Right. That's how that's the level of domestication that we're kind of under is that we're not even sure what our natural diet is supposed to be. We have a million different theories on this stuff. Um, But what we do know is that our environment triggers genetic switches and can turn them on or off. And so vitamin D, which is produced almost entirely from the sun turns on more genetic triggers than anything else, any nutrient, any supplement, definitely any pharmaceutical that's ever been discovered in human history. And vitamin C, according to Dr. Joseph Mercola, who's one of the world's leading alternative doctors, he says that 95% of all cancers would be prevented with the adequate vitamin D levels. That's how powerful this is. So when we bring it back to light frequencies, our body is running on, on, you know, on these things, you know, biophotons. And there's so many different alternative scientists and physicists and quantum physicists and nutritionists and, and people like such as myself running around there trying to get the word out to people um, because it's actually really, really simple, but we kind of have to, we kind of have to phrase it or language it in a way that seems almost really sophisticated um, because, because people, people basically have to, everything has to be scientifically packaged in order for someone to get a, a, a basic idea like, oh, okay, got it. So we have 95 peer reviewed studies. All right, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to take off my shirt. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to get in the ocean. And then now I'm ready to take that adventure when, you know, that's really kind of the, 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 the um 
how do you say that's um, nature's healing command is that you actually have to get out into nature and expose yourself to the elements. I think that's a really, I'll kind of conclude on that thought, but that's a really interesting idea. Exposing ourselves. First of all, we have to be willing to be seen, but we have to expose ourselves to the elements because we're just so boxed in, right? We're, we're kind of hiding behind artificial walls and, and all this kind of thing. We have to be willing to once again expose ourselves to the unknown, which um, in most people's case is the elemental forces of the world, which is, which is air, water, um, earth, and sun. And once we do that, and paired with the proper nutrition strategy, paired with the right mindset, paired with the right emotional temperance, Right. And these kind of in the right kind of spiritual directive and the right exercise, fitness, yoga, martial arts. I mean, that's really a recipe for human potential. Man, that was amazing. I loved all that. It's interesting that you brought up the uh, uh, being exposed in nature because I listened to this channeling the other day and uh, I can't remember. It was like for a channeling of Archangel Michael or something. And it was pretty deep. And, and one of the things it talked about was basically like, and if you can get outside of nature and get naked. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I love like for me, like just, you know, Burning Man to get naked. Um, but like we live in a society with what you're talking about here with the information. And like, let's just touch on that. You have to break down someone's programming. Like I have to convince people that mental training for sport works. It's ridiculous. And I'm just like, I don't even have time for that. Like, unless, you know, like the book that's coming out is like, I I write right in the opening chapter. I'm like, if you do not believe mental training works, I do not give a shit. You know what I mean? I am not going to waste my time. Like, if you don't think your mind affects your performance, then like, please, like I'm not writing, like that's, that's like hurdle one. But if you do, here are all the techniques of why, you know, if you don't believe your food, what you eat changes like anything like, but what we're trying to do here, it's interesting is we, we have a responsibility to deprogram. And the challenge with people is it's going against what all their coworkers are saying. It's going against what their parents are telling, what their kids are telling, what everybody says. No, you're a nut. I was always called a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, well, do any kind of independent research and then use critical thinking and make up your own choice or just believe whatever's told to you, even though you have this internal thing that is rubbing you the wrong way. It's like, this cannot be the way it is. And so it's, it's a really heavy thing to understand that most of the world is messed up. Most of what you're hearing is wrong. Um, and so that's why you really have to take everything with a grain of salt. Take this with a grain of salt. Take everything with a grain of salt. But listen to the resonance of it. You know what I mean? Use your intuition. And my intuition says light is good. My intuition says eating healthy is good. My intuition says I can heal myself. My intuition tells me I'm infinitely powerful. And when you try to tell me I'm not, I can look at it and then I can analyze it and be like, you know what? I don't need that. Um, so what I wanted to add, because you were talking about it a little bit, is um, – uh, the power of the sun and sun gazing. And I saw that you had an article on your website and that's something that I do. And that's something that I've seen. And we're talking about a lot of uh, calcification and there's a calcification of the pineal gland, which is your access to spirit, which is all done on purpose. And I haven't talked a lot about it on the podcast, but I'm really getting into uh, some interesting things with my own awareness to try to 
explain to people what the heck is going on because I'm thinking in like ayahuasca 5D, like multidimensional spirit body, how to activate my light body, how to leave my body and come back, which I can do in a little bit. But that that's like a parlor trick. The important thing is to integrate the information um, and then share it with others and just vibrate it. So whenever somebody says you have a really great vibe, uh, I'm just like, thank you. Like that's the best compliment I can get because I, I can't try to do that. So let's talk a little bit about sun gazing um, and the importance of that and, and how powerful that is. Sure. I mean, well, it's just like one of those, those very specifically traditional kind of classical um I want to say like Aboriginal or shamanic practices of enlightenment and activation, right? It's just, it's an intuitive wisdom, really. Like what all this comes down to is that, that people trust themselves again, because you get into sun gazing, there's going to be all kinds of people sending you all kinds of malarkey and, and their own program and fear around why that's a bad idea or why that's going to make you blind or whatever. There's a way to do it. You don't just stare in the bl- the blazing or the, the, uh, like when the sun is at its peak, you don't just stare directly at it. If your eyes are kind of weak, cause that's another thing too, about our optical nerves and our eyes is that they become very weak, you know, with led lighting, we're not used to actually being in nature. Our nutrition doesn't typically support our neurological system, which is connected to our eyes. And people are wearing glasses and sunglasses and sunglasses, by the way, can block out up to eight or what was it? it, This is the years ago I saw this, but up to like 60 or 70 percent of the UV lighting, which can basically just make your your eyes extremely um, weak. You know, so we it's almost like a muscle in a way that we have to re-exercise. And so when you start out, what I recommend is that people are barefoot on the ground, like the barefoot surface of the earth, because you need to get electrically grounded. You have to actually have a barefoot skin connection to the electromagnetic field of the earth. That's another part about this is getting grounded, getting earthed. And if people want to learn more about that, they can read a book called um, Earthing by Clint Ober and Stephen Sinatra and one other author. I talk about this a lot as well. But as far as grounding goes, my personal preference is to be grounded with... Hold on, (laughs) sorry to catch up. I just want to say on the earthing process, I had a friend of mine go through uh, a full-on awakening from being in the matrix nine to five job, didn't know what he's going to do with himself. He got one, he had a whole experience at lightning in a bottle, but an intuitive told him go out every day and do a grounding meditation with your feet on the earth every day. And he did it for 30 days. And that was his transformation. Just that. And there's a word for it. Uh, You seem to be, to have the the verbiage down, but what's the word for where you put rubber, you basically take your, your insulator. What's that? Like an insulator. Yeah, there's a word. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a distortion where you basically take your feet from the ground. So whether it's the rubber or you sit in a car or whatever, there's a there's a generic term for basically taking you off the planet. And that's what's happening People that people are understanding is like that simple connection to Mother Earth, like natives wear moccasins for a reason. So they have that 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 charge going up. So you know, I just want people to understand as you continue here, it's just that these simple things that might just brush over their head, how 
important they are they're simple you might not be able to wrap your head around it but just think about the connection of earth and so you know being barefoot in itself you know a few minutes a day just grounding the earth is actually now a conduit to go up because you you have your shoes and it completely blocks it like you know if you don't want to get electrocuted you use rubber so that doesn't happen you want that good energy well then you want to get that rubber off so you can connect with it yeah the the rubber is an insulator so it's a rubber sole shoe Right. So most people are insulated in a rubber soul. So therefore they can't feel the impulses of their actual soul. And that, so that's a big part about getting great. You got that. Yeah. So getting grounded actually reconnects you with the motherboard of humanity and the, the messages of, of, of Gaia essentially. But without going on another tangent about that. So as far as sun gazing, you want to be electrically connected because a big part of receiving the photonic transmission again that's just the light energy is that you're more when you're conductive you're a better recipient for those light transmissions and it goes back to your previous question about the whole light frequency part of of our, our human body and so when we're looking at the sun i basically recommend when the sun is at is about sun sunrise about 45 minutes is the perfect time to get that time in with your sun gazing. And then at sundown, about 45 minutes before it completely goes down is the perfect opportunity to get your sun gazing in. Um, And then if it's like in the middle of the day, you can look straight at the sun, but close your eyes. And you'll still, and you'll try it. It's like almost like a DMT secretion. You'll, you'll, You'll have an experience. Yeah, you just don't want to look directly at it if your eyes are weak. Like if you're an if you're like an advanced sun gazer, no problem, all good. Um, but if you're just getting into this, then then tread lightly, start slow, and just build up a tolerance to it. Amazing, brother! You, you you're fully you're so spot on, man. Yeah, 45 minutes before or after sunrise, 45 minutes before it goes down. Um, looking at the sun with your eyes closed is coming through. It totally is like a DMT experience. Don't don't push it. What I wanted to add here is just a, a food for thought. Is that uh, you know we're we're basically trying to activate our light bodies, and our, I can't remember what it is. I've heard it's something stupid like 0.8 percent, but I don't know. Ask a scientist. But um, apparently, we only only can see the smallest amount of the light spectrum, like the just this just a stupid, stupid small amount, and all information is light. And so what we're doing is we're connecting to that information as light and dark. And when you're in the dark, you are ignorant. You don't know, right? So you're, you're living in fear. Darkness is also fear. So you're telling me, Matt, don't my whole life. I've had that Matt. be careful. Look at this, watch out. And I was like, man, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it, man. And mm-hmm. I do it. And they're like, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, I know I'm okay. Cause I trust myself over you. And what this person is telling me, even though they're an authority, but I don't believe them because me is telling me that that's bullshit. Now, I might get a learning curve from that and, and, and fail where maybe I shouldn't have failed. Um, but you know what I mean? I, I would want to trust myself at the end of the day before trusting something that doesn't feel right. If you tell me something and it feels right, I'm all for it, right? So if you're hearing this and it feels wrong, then you know what? Maybe don't try it. But if you're like, you know what? I think there is something to it. Do a little bit of research. Find some other people that have done it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, because you know, ultimately, trusting yourself. So, 
I guess with, with this light, I want to ask you two things because there's a lot of different ways we go here. Number one, do you have any information or thoughts on actually activating the light body, whether it's med- meditation or, or all the things that we're, we're talking about? Or what are you most excited to talk about? Or um, like, it, you know, what would, yeah, what do you, like, what do you know? Like, what do you, what gets you lit up the most? Sure. Well, I think there's two things in particular is that we need to nourish and detoxify. So really upgrading our entire nutrition strategy, which is like we've already talked about getting hydrated, getting the right kind of water, getting green vegetable juices into our diet, getting living raw plant food into our diet on some level, getting having more of a vegetarian and more of a plant-based consciousness, um, getting off a lot of the abrasive, like the food allergies. The top five food allergies are wheat, corn, dairy, soy, and refined sugar. And those are the top antagonists to conscious activation, in my opinion. And then obviously factory farm animal products in general are just an atrocity. And it's it's not even like, it's, I don't look at it like food. It's like no more appetizing than like a rubber tire or something to me, but it's, that's the situation we're in. So getting off those things and adding in living plant-based foods and then adding in superfoods, the superfood revolution is huge because one of the things that it does is that you get the right kind of protein into your body, bioavailable, full-spectrum, plant-based protein that's easily absorbable, and your body knows what to do with it. And so that right there will activate your neurotransmitters in your brain. It'll start turning on things and bringing it online. It'll balance the blood sugar. It'll start to normalize things in the body that otherwise would be like distractions, you know, pain and inflammation and brain fog and, and incoherent thinking and that kind of thing. Um, and then minerals, superfoods have all the minerals, which turns on your nervous system, which will create an emanation of that, that aura or that, that, that light body, if you will, because again, it's, is ends or, I mean, um, minerals are basically like tuning forks for light for frequency. So that being properly mineralized is critical. And what superfoods am I talking about? I'm talking about things like raw chocolate or cacao, talking about things like goji berries. I'm talking about things like longan fruit. I'm talking about things like aloe vera, spirulina, chlorella, um, marine phytoplankton is one that doesn't get talked about enough. I think that one is critical. Um, maca root, you know, uh, it's so many, there's so many amazing options that we have. And you can throw all that into a blender, chia seeds, hemp seeds, that kind of thing. You can throw it all into a blender with your coconut water, a little coconut meat or oil, whip that up. And now you have a smoothie that's probably more nourishing and nutritious than anything you ever had in your entire life before that. No joke. Like one superfood smoothie like that probably has more nutrition than anything most people have eaten their entire life. And so that from the very practical, like 3D level, I, I, that's a basic recommendation. And then, yeah, then things like meditate, when you do that, things like meditation actually become easier. You know, when you're inflamed, you're distracted by pain and it's very hard to be in an attitude of gratitude when our body is totally full of pain and inflammation and like 
candida and infections and all this kind of, it's a total distraction, right? But what if we could actually meditate clearly um, and fully and be fully embodied and feel amazing about ourselves? And, and it's all ease, grace, and flow. And our physical experience matches the emotional experience that we're constantly trying to have through all these through yoga and spiritual endeavors and, and personal development seminars and things that we're, we're struggling so far. We're struggling so much oftentimes to have an experience where when we, we can have the experience um, and those other activities of, of activation, which I think are essential, especially the meditation part, I think is critical. Um, they just become so much more seamless and they're not so much a, as a, as much of a chore as they might've seemed before. Amazing, man. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's so interesting uh, for the podcast. So I only have one sponsor and it's Organifi and it's 12 mm. superfoods in one little tiny mix and I can just put it in a drink yeah. and, and have it. And like, yeah, man, I, I, lo- I love that drink, by the way. I had Drew Cannoli on my podcast a while ago. I, I love Organifi. They're amazing. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when they came on, I have one buddy who owns a supplement store and it's like, dude, I don't want to promote something that's nonsense, you know? So can you look at this? Cause I don't know, like it looks good to me, but I don't know what I'm doing. It's not my expertise. Like, no, it's awesome. And the interesting thing that you're talking about is like these superfoods are called superfoods for a reason. And it's like uh, what I've been saying and, you know, because I've done ayahuasca and things like that. If you go, if you take all the bullshit away, plants are intelligence. They're what, you know, connect us with the earth. They're the, they're our medicine. They're everything. Um, there's a whole, there's a native saying that's like, um, uh, plants are like food can be your, your, uh, killer or your, or your medicine or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, I know the idea. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a quote that basically says that like food either kills you or it's the greatest medicine. Um, so it's intelligence, and that's what we're offering here. When you when you have that uh, intelligence and you start to bring that in, then everything starts to activate. Like your body is an intelligent system. The way you think is going to change. The way you feel is going to change because it's not. I find like a lot of people at the beginning they want this like super amazing, you know, fifth dimensional out of body crazy experience, and then you have a lot of people who in, you know, in the consciousness space are talking a lot of kind of nonsense. Like there's a lot of people talking a lot of great stuff and there's a lot of bullshit. And I get that a lot. They're like, Matt, like I've just been through so much bull crap. I don't know what to believe. I'm like, just use it through your own tuning fork, man. Because some people just haven't, uh, they're just where they are and maybe a little bit overconfident. Um, and maybe that's their experience, but you know, you really gotta, you gotta activate your body. And when you do, it's a step-by-step. It's not like this, you know, take one superfood smoothie and then all of a sudden, you know, the C's part and everything is magic. It's just, it's going to help you start to take the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And then after a while, you're like, holy crap, I don't even remember myself from three months ago because I am full of energy. I'm thinking clearly. I am now thinking about this new business. I'm thinking about my life in a new way. I'm getting all this transformation. And you, and you begin to have this uh, personal transformation that's like so epic and it's a whole new life, but it's also like not that different at all. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like the same. Mm-hmm. It's like so different and not different at the same time. Um, so that's just what I wanted to offer there. And I, and I, and as a question, you know, I don't know what your repertoire is, but maybe can you give two or three breakfast, lunch and dinner ideas that are really simple for someone? Cause when I made the transition for myself, I didn't even know what to eat, man. Like everything I was eating before was like just delicio pizzas and like box chicken wings. 
And I was like, what am I going to eat? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing. So maybe, I don't know what your repertoire is like, but like foods are easy meals that, you know, give people an idea so they can start. And they yeah. One. Sure. Yeah. Well, I definitely recommend people get onto more of a liquid-based diet and start getting off all the heavy food as all together um, because that just weighs us down. So what? So the transition point is basically looks like this is one liter of water, pure water every single morning. And then from there, one green vegetable juice, like 16 ounces of green vegetable juice every single day. And then from there, have a superfood smoothie or you could have like a, a chia a chia pudding porridge with like cacao nibs or goji berries or honey or maple syrup or something, mix that up together, have a superfood smoothie like we're talking about. And then eventually what happens is your body acclimates to that level of nutrition. Your blood sugar is totally balanced. Your hormones become totally balanced. You're mineralized. You have all the protein you need that you actually stop getting hungry like you were before. And this whole three meals a day reality completely goes away. It becomes like two to eventually one solid meal a day. And even that sometimes feels like too much. And, and so it's just kind of an experiment. You have to play with it a little bit. You have to dial it in. It's taken me almost a decade to get to the point where I'm at, where I can fast as long as I want. Um, However, I love food too. So I, I usually have at least one solid meal a day. Um, for most people, I recommend they have at least one green leafy vegetable or green leafy salad every single day. You know, something with like romaine lettuce or kale or or whatever or whatever like green vegetables you like with cucumbers, tomatoes, olive oil, extra virgin, um, organic, non-refined olive oil avocado, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, load it up with the works, right? You know, just make it, make it as epic as you want to make it. Um, and that kind of idea, you know, and just taking it from like light density, meaning water to heavier density, to juices, to smoothies, to porridges or puddings, to, you know, snacking on a little bit of nuts and seeds throughout the day or, or whatever your deal is. And then having your one like big, huge green salad. And then from there, everything starts sorting itself out. Um, And it basically starts to guide people along. Instead of having to have some meal plan prepped out, eventually intuition begins to kick in. And somebody's natural, intuitive wisdom will start to come online where now they're going to be able to be led into what feels good for them opposed to always trying to um, uh, intellectually figure it all out. It kind of just starts showing up. You know, it's kind of one way of looking at it. So that's kind of my personal approach. Um, There's a lot of different ways that people can kind of experiment with that. I have a lot of recipes in my book on YouTube. Obviously, you could look up all kinds of recipes on, on superfood smoothies or superfood puddings or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's amazing all the options out there. Awesome, brother. That's that's amazing advice. I love that. It's interesting because I keep bringing them up, but my buddy Giovanni's on a 108-day juice fast. Um, it's super intense. And wow. we were having a conversation the other day, and he goes, he's like, it's so interesting, man. Like, do you notice that all of the conditioning, like as humanity, the one thing that we don't question is why do we need to eat three meals a day? 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's on day like 30 and he's like, I'm totally fine. So do you ever consider that's one of the things that's keeping us a dance? That's one of our like kind of slavery mechanisms. Most people are sitting all day too. Yeah. Right. yeah they're, exactly. not even, they're not even exercising. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Not all the day standing and being active. They're sitting the entire day. They go to work, they sit in a chair um, then they come home, they sit in the couch and watch TV and then they go lie in bed. They're barely yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, man. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I've heard of like some messed up stuff about like farm planet and stuff like that. And if you look at it, it's like, geez, we are a farm. Looks like we're like a farmed culture. Like when you look at the movie, uh, Wall-E, you ever mm-hmm. see that? Mm-hmm. And they're going around in the spaceships and they're not even getting up. They're just these, you know, they, they've forgotten how to do that. So I think that I love the, any information that's towards getting into nature, understanding diet, standing up, movement, water, because this is the thing. Your liberation is a choice. Start taking responsibility for yourself. You really have to like say, uh, almost like my recommendation is F everyone and everything that you take for granted and, and society is telling you whatever's in a grocery store, probably not good for you. That's how messed up a reality we're living in. It's all messed up. You have to go do the research. And then when you do the research yourself, you're like, well, this makes a lot more sense to eat this than it does to eat McDonald's three meals a day. You know what I mean? Or holy crap, watch three food documentaries on factory farming. And if you're not disgusted, you're not a regular human. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just sickening. So then you take responsibility and you change. And that's why it's a personal responsibility. Nobody can liberate you. You know, it's kind of like the matrix where, you know, that kid is there and he's like, Neo, you saved me. He's like, no, man, you save yourself. Like it's you, you're you're the only one who's going to save yourself. So yeah. uh, yeah, we have, we have to take full responsibility for our life. I think that's the overarching message in these times that we live in from every single corner, every single scam, every single thing that's being thrown at us. The, the underlining message is, if it's to be, it's up to me. I have to take responsibility for my health care, to take responsibility for my finances, for my relationships, for my own governing body. I have to take responsibility for every aspect of my life because they are not going to do it for me. And if I put the power in their hands, then I'm basically shooting myself in the foot. And so that's kind of the message. And then also on a lighter note, it's a step-by-step process, right? It's not an overnight deal. It's not about perfectionism. It's about just progress, making progress, activating our intuition, activating empathy, activating compassion for ourselves, And really, when we actually feed ourselves better and we adopt a healthier, more active lifestyle, we actually appreciate ourselves more. And it's a great pathway for loving ourselves more because we're investing in ourself, number one. And that's the most powerful thing about this is you begin to love yourself more. You realize like, oh, I'm worth it. I'm worth the organic all the time, not just once in a while, but all the time. I never, ever skimp on that. It doesn't matter how much it costs because I am worth it because I love myself more than I do the extra dollar or two that somebody would have spent on coffee or something or cigarettes. Like it's, it's just that kind of thing. I love myself enough to heal myself. That's so epically beautiful, man. I, I love that. I had uh, Adam Hart is a friend of mine and he wrote a book called Power of Food. Do you know? Who yeah, yeah, I've had him on the, yeah, he's a friend of mine too. Oh, yeah, Adam. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's Power of Food. 
um, he, you know, he was on the podcast and he just talked about it. He's like, very simply, he's like, every time you eat, it's a choice. You know, do I, is this a choice based on love? And so the way that you, you phrase that, I think is extremely beautiful. I guess what I want to ask now, um, is there, is there anything like that was such a beautiful statement? Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that you want to close on? Um, you know, I'm, you know, that you're really passionate about or, or a final message? Mm. Well, I think the the main message I want to share with people is that on a grand scale of everything going on in the world, we are winning. We are winning whatever people perceive as the war, the conflict in the world. And I'm big into paranormal research and ufology and and as deep in it as anybody. And I've and 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 disclosure and all this kind of stuff because it's all relative to the world that I'm in. It's all wrapped up in the same, the same geometric puzzle. And the, the, the thing that I keep coming back to is that we're winning. Actually, we're, we're actually on a natural trajectory towards evolution and towards the experience of what human potential can be when we all come together, when we all support one another, when we support ourselves, and we actually value human rights, and we value, we basically value the sanctity of life. That's one of the things that I feel like is coming up more than anything in these times is that the sanctity of life is having its day in the sun again. It's being put on the the hierarchy of priorities and that's the main thing I, I would love to get across to people is that that your life matters, all life matters, all sentient creatures and beings matter. And if we can all come together and we can choose positivity over negativity and prosperity over poverty consciousness, then we can do anything we want to do in our life. And it just comes down to making one decision after another after another, and then allowing the universe, allowing the grace of the creator to do what it's designed to do, which is really to support us because we live in a, we live in a, um, an inverse, uh, inverse universe or inverse paranoid universe, meaning that most people are paranoid, but you can be a pronoid, meaning that you can, the universe conspires to shower us with miracles. It's just a flip of perspective, a flip of the the switch. And all of a sudden our interpretation of reality becomes completely different. So that, that I think is what I want to share with everyone. And uh, if anyone wants to find more about my work, uh, my website is RonnieLandis.net. That's R O N N I e l a n d i s dot net. Um, you can find my podcast on iTunes, the Ronnie Landis Podcast Show. Um, I have online holistic nutrition courses and all kinds of amazing stuff you can find on my website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Man, how dare you just drop like five bombs that I want to go into each and every one? <laughs> like you know, uh, UFOs you know, you're in Sedona could be because of that could be not because of that. Who knows? Um, the collective consciousness. Um, that's a lot that, that I'm getting from this is that from the mandala effect and that's something that's like, nah, this can't be real. That's too much. I'm like, Oh crap. Is that a thing too? Damn it. Like what is not a thing? You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
person like, oh, come on. Um, (laughs) Not that too, damn it. Um, And that's kind of what happens when you're, you know, I don't know, (laughs) your mind opens up. Mm. But uh, the power of the collective consciousness and just reiterate that choice in love, just choose kindness and choose love. Just keep doing that. The world is not as bad as they're saying it is. You know what I mean? When you go down the street and you have food, water, shelter, and let's say you lose your job and you lose your house and everything, guess what? I guarantee you, you're going to have food, water, shelter the next day and the day and the day. And it's going to be the greatest experience. It's just, you expect so much. You think the world is the way it's supposed to be, but if you need to be humbled, you're going to get humbled, but it's not, it's this, it's this illusionary Thing that you're holding on to you need a big house and, and, a, and a jaguar and mercedes in the driveway that's all empty boxes anyway so you, the universe and yourself just did you a favor anyways so choose love choose kindness you know spend the extra money on organic um you know you, you gave such powerful amazing advice and it really is that simple just mm-hmm. start to choose love for yourself. Start to eat better. Fuel your body. Educate yourself. Just be kind. Start to set your intention where you want to go because if you can do that for a year, and that's why we came here because we want to create. We came, I believe that we came from a place where we could instantly create and we would just have it and it's this wonderful world and it was a lot easier. But we wanted this time space to create, to learn how to create, to experience it because you wouldn't have that same satisfaction. You know, you're, you're building you know, the foundation of your house and then framing it and then putting in the walls and designing your kitchen. And over a lifetime, you've, you've, you've created this beautiful experience through your own intention. So man, you're going to have to come back and we're going to go down some rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be going to be intense. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. right. Well, thank you so much for your work. Thank you. Most importantly for doing the work, for being the example. You know, that's you're. I don't need to tell you this. You know this. You wake up and you be the example every day. Mm-hmm. You resonate that, and you're just offering your experience. So, thank you for continuing to walk the path to be the example and to share your knowledge. I I acknowledge you personally. I appreciate and love you. So, thank you so much for doing that. Mm, thank you so much. I feel the same way. Feelings mutual. Thanks for having me on your show. It was fun. Yeah, brother. My pleasure. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode with Ronnie Landis. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, I know it was chock full of useful and practical, simple information. Um, Highly, highly uh, recommend that you upgrade your water. Just do not, whatever it takes to get on well water or uh, filtered water, like really high level water. Um, I've heard from a lot of people that I really respect that water is the number one thing for upgrading your consciousness, upgrading your body upgrading your life so really uh, get into water get into eating right putting the right foods and fuels in your body Um, I'm traveling the states right now and you really see the difference I'm in Sedona and uh, my girlfriend and I went to um, an acai berry bowl place really amazing powerful food um, in one store but then you go to a different spot and it's all very terrible food and you can see the people that live in different spots and what they're eating in a correlation to their health so food is absolutely ridiculously important so um, take care of your body put the right foods in there um, put the right water in there and you're going to really upgrade your life so uh, pay attention to that and um, what else do I got to talk about well on that note thank you 
thank you again to my sponsor, Organifi, 12 superfoods in, in one drink. You just mix it, drink it, tastes great. You put 12 superfoods, um, and you don't really have to think about it. I make a lot of smoothies, so it just really makes it easy when I don't have that time to clean up all that kind of stuff. I just got to pour it into a drink and, and uh, make it. So when you go to uh, Organifi.com, just use the checkout code ZEN, and you get 20% off their amazing stuff. I totally uh, appreciate them and, and love their product and what they're doing. And soon I'm going to get uh, Drew Canoli on the podcast, who's the founder, who's an amazing human being, runs Fit Life TV. So putting out tons of information as a company over there uh, and really doing a lot of good for a lot of people. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Go to mattbelair.com. Sign up for the email list. Hit me up over on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Let me know where you're watching. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, just really, really grateful to make it again to episode 50. Have all you guys coming along uh, for this ride with me. And uh, just I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate all the shares. Um, and I'm giving out, you know, random meditations and things like that for people to share the podcast. So share your favorite episodes. Tag me in it. Let me know where you're watching. Um, it's really the only thing that lets the podcast grow. So if you did like any of the previous episodes, you know, let me know which one was your favorite, what favorite guests you had. If you had any questions, um, I love hearing from you guys and um, just, you know, answering and helping how I can. So yeah, hit me up over on social media and all that kind of fun stuff. But truly grateful for you listening to this and coming on this ride, uh, blasting out tons of love and energy to everybody hearing this and uh, spread that out into, you know, within yourself, into your communities and the planet. And uh, together we can create a better world for all of us to live in. So thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.